Welcome to the Intern Whisper, the show all about the future of work and innovation. All right. So my employer intern whisper tip of the week for employers is be sure to sit down with your interns and evaluate what their goals are and align, help them understand the value of what they're doing and how it aligns with their goals. Today's guest, it's a wild card show, and it is Elizabeth Herbert, who's been the associate producer. She's going to be hanging out here soon. A little applause. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And we also have Matt Miller, who was invisible, but has now just come back with us in the flesh, and Dave Francis. So I am very excited about you guys being here today. Thank you for having us. Really appreciate it. Hi. Yeah. This is going to be the most fun show ever. All right. So, Elizabeth, why don't you kick us off with the first question? Absolutely. So we're all going to go around and tell everyone five words that you would use to describe yourself. So the five words I would, I'm going to make this a hyphenated one. A Jesus girl, that's hyphenated. Potty mouth, <laughs> that's for sure. You guys have experienced that. Third word is uh, teacher. Fourth word is I don't know if I can say it all this way, but Latin wannabe, it's a phrase, it works. And then fifth word would be, we, we will be open to phrases. Um, also wannabe artist. Okay. Do you wanna know why any of those? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, what kind of artist? I took as my electives when I was in college, every art course I could possibly take. I loved art. I took illustration, I took drawing. I my first art class was at University of Florida and they threw paper bags up on the stage. And I never knew how hard it was to draw a paper bag until that day because there's angles, there's shadows, there's creases. And I went, oh my God, but this is incredibly hard. So I had a newfound respect, but I took sculpture, I took painting, I took art, I took jewelry making, you name it, I took it. And I took those classes at Florida. And then I also took them at Rollins College where I graduated. Um, my major is English, but I really love art. And I just, I, I wish, it was a natural gift to me, but that's why I really like uh, working with graphic designers and a lot of creatives because I can't play an instrument, but I, I, I love being able to, you know, learn from those that are like these guys that are musical. Out of all those classes that you took, was there one that you really gravitated towards and liked more than the other one? Oh, that is a good question. Um, I actually like the jewelry making class the very best because I, I made myself some rings and a pendant and I liked it because it's still a really nice memory. I also have my favorite piece of sculpture that I did. And then somewhere, I'm pretty sure I have my illustrations, but I, I like all art. I have like adult coloring books and crayons and you know pencils and everything. It's always around me and I use that or when I want to de-stress. All right, so who's going to go up next? I, Matt. Okay. Matt's brave. Matt's brave. Um, okay, five words to describe myself. Or phrase. Say, we'll be open, right? Phrase. Okay, loose rules. Um, I would say ambitious, um, determined, good sense of humor, 
um, I think I'm a pretty good listener as well. And I, th I think I'm a pretty good public speaker as well, too. I definitely like social situations. So I think my strong suit is like finessing my way through conversations and situations. I'm a man of many situations. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question that's going to come off of that one. So have you used that talent for, we'll say, negotiation and words to get yourself out of trouble when you should have gotten in trouble? All the time. All, <laughs> all, school, all growing up, every mistake that I've ever made, I feel like would have been way worse if I didn't like, kind of like, you know, never dishonest, but like silver tongue, like slide my way through the situation. I mean, you know, growing up, you don't really listen to what your parents say and you have to learn from experience and things could be much worse if I didn't like, hey, wait, let's, let's talk about this first before we start making any rash decisions. The ability to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I can't think of one particular time, um, but there, there's definitely, I can, I can probably think of one throughout the show, definitely. Mm. Yeah, that, uh, that would be handy. My brother was like that. He could get himself out of any trouble. So we're going to introduce ourselves, but after this question, just so our listeners know what's going on, but this is insightful okay all right who's up next <clears throat> i'll go um i was also going to say ambitious so i'm going to switch mine to industrious <laughs> so uh, uh i'm industrious um genuine um uh, other words to describe me um indecisive mm. uh, <laughs> are you sure about that uh no i'm not um, i don't know <laughs> Um, how many is that? Three? three. Yes. All right. Um, uh, goal oriented and, um, uh, anxious. Oh, mm. good ones. Those are really good. Honest. Mm -hmm. But I do like commend you. Cause I, I am, I can see a lot of parallels in myself with that. Where like, I am also a very anxious person. Mm -hmm. So like, man, definitely hats off to you for the yeah. honesty. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. gotta, I said genuine earlier, so yeah. I had to do <laughs> How to live yeah. up to that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think everybody's anxious in life, everybody. Uh, I think it always comes back to, um, for me, it's, you know, my faith and being able to just not be anxious and go, okay. Uh, one of the things I like to do when I'm really stressed out, if it's dark, I go out at night and I'll look at the sky and I look at all the stars and I go, okay, I have no problems. Look at how big the universe is. This is nothing. And, you know, when I wake up the next day, go, oh, yeah, it's fine. And I think God talks to me when I'm asleep. I'm sure he does, because that's the only time I'm not going to talk back to him. That's really funny that looking into the abyss that is space actually what makes you less anxious as opposed to the opposite, where it's like make you feel small and insignificant. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's oh, but it's true. I am small and I am insignificant, but it is, you know, Christ in me that makes me all powerful. Nice. So I throw that one out there. If anybody wants to talk about their faith, they're free to do that. I like, uh, I like Neil deGrasse Tyson's take on, on looking at the universe and feeling big because of it, because he says, um, he says, we're all, we're all star matter. We're all pieces of stardust. And it's all the collections of, of the universe that makes us mm -hmm. in, in individuals that makes us big and significant. So because the universe should make you feel more significant. Well, yeah. And, and I flip it and I just go, yeah, I know who, who's in me. It's Christ. And so I, I am nothing, but I am everything because of who, who lives in me. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And if you think 
I don't know. Sometimes I like thinking about aliens when I get kind of like stressed out. Um, cause one day, you know, like we have all these like little problems and things that are going on, but one day we could meet like an entire other race of being like, that would be so incredible. And it makes kind of like, oh man, I didn't get my dishes done on time. You know, oh, that doesn't seem so bad because one day I could meet like this like green human or I don't know, you know, something from like Guardians of the Galaxy. And oh, yeah. it just, you know, it all feels like, oh, you know what? It doesn't matter that I didn't do the dishes because I'm going to mm -hmm. meet an alien one day. Who cares? <laughs> yep. Are you talking about aliens, man? This, you're right. This is going to be an interesting podcast. <laughs> yeah. I love talking about aliens. Guardians of the Galaxy and Men in Black. Like we could go off on that conversation for the whole show. For sure. Yeah. Really? yeah. <laughs> all right, Elizabeth, your five words. <laughs> Um, I'd say creative, uh, similar to Matt's sort of like, not sneaky, but I, I can get out of trouble, uh, with, uh, with my words if I want to. Um, I'd say conversational, um, determined, how many have I done? Four? Four. Four. Uh, and actor. Mm. So what's the, what's the best, I don't know if you can, if your parents listen to the show or not, but how have you gotten out of something with your words? Oh, uh, I've talked myself out of a couple tickets. Ooh. That's my main, my main pride in my, my speaking ability is kind of being able to say what is need to be said and, and do what is need to be done to not get a ticket. Within the by, you know, confines of the law. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I didn't do anything. <laughs> we'll say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. No Bonnie and Clyde stuff going on here. No, not that I'd say on, you know, the internet. All right. So anyway, for our listeners that are listening or watching our show. So we had a rare opportunity where there was a window of time that opened up and we decided to just do a total wild card show. And I don't know if anybody knows anything about, obviously, the people that have been here on the show with me, but today you're going to learn all about them. So, Elizabeth, how long have you been interning here with me? About three months. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's been the associate producer. She's been fantastic. I love her to pieces. And then, Dave, how long have you been here? But you're not an intern. You are the lead sound and music guy so yeah, i've been with uh, working with you for just a little over three months and uh doing the music for the video game and, and helping out with sound effects and music for the podcast has been a been a lot of fun yeah so they're volunteering and then matt he's the new kid on the block he's gonna break out into dance moves not new kids on the block i'm more of an insane <laughs> okay <laughs> oh by the way um in sync and backstreet boys they actually practiced in the basement of this building that you're in today. They have a whole recording studio downstairs. That's awesome. It is in the basement. Look at Elizabeth's face. She's going, ah! <laughs> That's so cool. Wow. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they were under the uh, management of Lou Pearlman. Oh, yeah. A good old Lou Pearlman. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Matt is the new guy here. So... I'd like to welcome you all here and thanks for being here today. Thank you, appreciate it. Thank you for having Absolutely. All right, so um, Elizabeth, you lead us through the questions. 
All right, uh, everybody, could you share a little bit about your education, background, and industry? Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go first on this one. Uh, so, uh, uh, right out of high school, I joined the military. Uh, I was uh, Air Force for nine years. Uh, while I was in the Air Force, I went to University of Kentucky. I was going to study uh, uh, civil engineering. Is uh, what I, I went to school for there, because uh, I liked math, and I was like, "Well, that has a lot of math in it." So I will, I will try that. Uh, I did not do well trying to balance mil my military career and school at the same time. So uh, there was a bit of a break before I finished up school at uh, Full Sail University and uh, got my degree in recording arts um, uh, recently through there. And, and uh, uh, so hoping, hoping to use that degree to, uh, to write music, record sounds and, and use uh, it. You're not hoping, you're already doing it. I'm in the middle of it right now, so. Yeah, he <laughs> is, he is doing it. He's making a name for himself. And so our listeners would know, you'll see that any of the music that he has done and sound effects are going to be put on the credits. And he's going to give us music for this episode. That's awesome. You went to be a civil engineer because I tell people now that I'm an engineer without telling them an audio engineer. Right, yeah. So I kind of like, <laughs> I'm like more important than I actually am. <laughs> Oh, wow, man, you must be smart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you do that, huh? <laughs> oh, all engineers are smart. It's hard to be an engineer. So, Elizabeth, what about you? Education, background, industry? Yeah, uh, I'm currently entering my senior year of college at George Fox University. It's a tiny little college up in Oregon, close to Portland. So, uh, my background is southern, is like middle California, kind of like the boring part with all of the farming and the agriculture. Uh, so, I grew up with allergies and cows. <laughs> Um, and the industry that I'm looking uh, into going into is sort of nonprofits, uh, specifically around the environment, forestry, uh, I think saving our national parks and kind of focusing on how when looking at the future, how are we going to save the planet? Uh, those are all things that I really want to look into and go into. That's awesome. Do you feel like you went into that industry because of your environment and where you grew up being a part of like agriculture just in general? Uh, yes and no. Um, I kind of grew up, my family's like very outdoorsy, but only in really like specific ways. So we would go outdoors and we would walk around like beautiful national parks all the time, like Nat Redwood National Forest, we'd go there a lot. Um, and then we would go underground into like caverns and, you know, kind of explore different caves and learn about geology. And so my sister went into geological engineering. She's a genius. Um, and so she went into that sort of nature world, but I was more drawn to like human connection and like kind of like conversation similar to this. Um, and I was like, well, how do I, how do I get this going with also like my passion for the environment and like seeing the beauty around us and saving the beauty around us. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Are you native to Oregon or did you move from somewhere else? I, I moved from California. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about Central California. I've driven through there a few times and you can actually smell what the farms are growing when you drive by. And it was like, oh, wow, that's green onions. Or like, <laughs> like it's, Absolutely. it's really, really amazing out there. The, the landscape and, and the mm -hmm. agriculture in California is something. Absolutely. I don't know if you've ever been there in the springtime, but we have an almond blossom festival. It's gorgeous. Oh, it looks like snow on the ground. Yeah. I've lived in Monterey for a little while. So or just, yeah. So like that, mm -hmm. just the area is amazing. It's really nice. Yeah. It's, it's a good area if you don't have allergies or if you're not sensitive to the sun. Um, but unfortunately, I do and I am. 
so you're in the perfect spot yeah. you're, in, you're in muggy oregon or cloudy. exactly yeah. <laughs> it rains all the time so i'm fine <laughs> yeah for sure yeah that's that's interesting that um that's kind of like i guess i can go with my background now because that leads kind of into it is when i turned 18 like graduating from high school i kind of just didn't have any direction i did pretty well in high school but didn't really know what i wanted to do so packed up and i and i drove i drove out to oregon i lived in portland for like four and a half to five years um or like right outside of portland like beaverton hillsborough area and um and I, and I lived out there and made connections and I did community college for about a year and a half and then ended up um taking a break from it and then just like working and kind of using my communication skills to like find weird jobs and did like low voltage electrical and various you know restaurant gigs and movie theaters and all kinds of stuff and then decided I really missed my family and I really needed to get a higher education and drove my butt back to Florida and uh, decided to go to Full Sail where I'm going to graduate from in about a month now. So I'm getting ready to graduate. So yeah. Wow. What are you graduating in? Um, same, uh, same thing as Dave, recording arts. So I'm a, an audio engineer and I've already like, you know, picked up this internship and started working here with you guys and um, picking up little side gigs here and there, but I definitely wouldn't have gotten into the, gotten in through the door if it weren't for Full Sail. I'm like, super grateful for the education. Mm. So my, I wanted to be, well, I don't think this was the question. Um, so my background, my education is, I have an English major. At first I went to University of Florida, my first two years, and I was gonna be criminal justice. And then I transferred up to FSU and I flunked out, got sent home, did the walk of shame. And my parents said, well, now you're gonna to have to put yourself through college. Best thing that ever happened to me, honestly, because when I had to pay for it myself, I had a different perspective. Um, so I was working full time and went to school full time at night at Rollins and finished up. Went back to school and got an MBA and went back to school again and I'm all but dissertation for a PhD, but it will be in leadership with a specialization in human resource development. So, you know, getting stuff out of people, you know, that you want to see all of the good stuff. So that's really where um, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I, you know, got sent home, you know, flunked out, like I said, but, you know, that doesn't define anybody. It's just. It's just a blip in the screen of your life. So what I sat down and thought about is, well, what is it I want to do? And I went, well, I really like to read. I like to write. I like to, you know, be able to um, research. So I went English. I picked the major based on what I always love to do. And I would write these stories. And Elizabeth, uh, we had talked about it on a previous episode with Jeff. Um, I wanted my name to be Wendy, and I wrote these stories called The Adventures of Wendy, and it was so, I thought I was a really good writer. They are so pathetically funny. I sit here, and I pull them out, and I read them, and I have belly laughs so hard because I cannot believe I thought they were so good. It was, it is, they're supposed to be mysteries, you know, like a, a mystery series. And <laughs> I said I would pull them out. I'm going to have to find them. Unfortunately, um, my stuff is in storage. And I have a feeling um, some stuff was uh, left in the garage of a friend and the garage got flooded. So I'm not sure if everything that is in the garage that got flooded um, is gone now. So I'm not sure. I have a feeling that's where it is because 
pretty sure. I opened up a box and I went, it's all soggy. So pretty sure that's where it is. But that's where I finally decided what um, I like to do is I, I really like teaching. Um, and I went into that as a career path and then I morphed into being an entrepreneur. And honestly, the classroom I felt is the best entrepreneur space I'd ever been in because they give me here, teach this, and how I get to teach it is totally up to me. So we did puppet shows, we did wall murals, we did you know all kinds of acting and anything that was art related was what I put into teaching. And I was a middle and a high school English teacher. So it was always something that was very, very different. I, I miss it, but I'm really glad I left. By year 11, I was going, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. I cannot do it any longer because they, you know, I knew I was supposed to be doing something different. And kids can tell when you're, when you're done, people can tell. And it's just like, oh my God, I don't want them to think I don't like them. It had nothing to do with them, really. Anyway, so I went into nonprofit and I've been in nonprofit the whole time as a teacher. I would put on, and you guys will like this, I was a prom sponsor. So my job was to put on and raise $40,000 for a prom, which was more money than a teacher made and still is. And I went, how am I going to do that? So I put on Battle of the Bands. Uh, and so we had this and I charged a fee for the kids to come in and just audition. And then I had talked to Full Sail and they donated a weekend time in a sound, you know, a music studio. And I got a whole, and I had zero budget. And I went, I have zero budget. How do I do this with zero budget? And I raised $40,000 and it was ticket sales and this band thing. And to date, they still do this battle of the bands there. And it's one of the biggest fundraisers they have. Oh, the three things <laughs> that you would have saved in a fire, yeah. Um, the three things that I would save in a fire would be um, my Bible. Honestly, it has a lot of notes in there. The second thing, if I could save it would be the pictures of uh, myself and my brothers and my mom and dad. And the third thing that I would take, honestly, there is nothing else. Those are the two things that matter to me. That's it. There you go. Yeah. There's nothing else that, that can't be replaced. And even those things, you know, they still, they're in me. So it doesn't matter just get people out of the house. That would be the thing. If I had to pick, it's going to be people over anything. For sure. Animals. Yeah. 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 Living things for sure. Yeah. What about you, Elizabeth? If there was three things that you could get from a, house, a burning building or your burning house, what would it be? That's horribly poignant since I am from California. Oh, man. Yeah. The burning <laughs> state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have had actually had to think about this before. Uh, so I know. Um, my grandpa makes wooden things every Christmas. He makes like a, like a wooden sort of box or a chest or uh, when we were like really little, he made these huge like, like toy chests for us as kids. Um, so I would save a safe that he made for us. And it's like a really quality safe with like a key and like a lock and everything. Um, so I'd save that. Uh, and my grandfather on my mother's side tracked our family lineage and he wrote it all down in this like beautiful framed uh sort of calligraphy-esque thing um so I would save that uh because it tracks all of our heritage back to Norway and when we were like royalty in Norway which is kind of cool 
Um, so I saved that. Um, the third one, I don't know. Uh, probably something that my sister has painted for me. She's painted a couple of things for me and I love them all very much. So, yeah. How about you, Matt? What would you say? Oh man, um, a little embarrassing. Not really though. I, I've had this bear since I was like, before I was born, my aunt got it for me. Um, it's, he, it's made out of like thermal material. Um, so his name is Thermy. He's, he's Thermy the bear. <laughs> Nice. Um, he's traveled with me all across America, there and back. Um, so definitely him. Um, man, I have kind of a zoo at my house. Uh, just lots of animals and insects and spiders and all kinds of stuff. So like, it would be hard to like, I would like lump sum all of my animals <laughs> for sure. My two cats, but like, yeah, you know, the bird, the bearded dragon, the everything. So mm -hmm. I'm going to just like lump all my animals into one. Mm -hmm. uh, that's okay. Yeah. I, know I don't have that many hands um and that's probably it honestly like if, if the animals are good if i can open the door and they can do their thing let, yeah. them, let dogs run free then i can then just just my bear really i think yeah. i'm good with everything else what about you dave uh my computer mm -hmm. my my cat and my knives <laughs> yeah yeah so, knives but, explain the knives dave explain I, the knives i was a butcher for five years and so like so i like uh like trimming trimming chicken and uh, cutting steaks and making roasts and things like that so i like my knives i like my knives to be good quality these so. are like real cutlery though yeah. this isn't like wow did being a butcher like change how you look at animals or how you look at meat in general um no not not really um it did, it did teach me how to um, look at some of the information that, that is given to people about agriculture and things like that, because some of it can be blown out of proportion and people will like put, you know, like a, um, they'll say, you know, uh, farm raised fish is not good for you. And they'll say it for all fish. And that's not true. There's, there's healthy ways to farm raised fish. There's just not, it's just not it doesn't fall under that uh what everyone thinks like oh if it's farm-raised fish then it's bad for you so that's it's those misconceptions that kind of get you know given to people so one thing that i did learn from there was uh, actually do some more looking into how animals are treated at the facilities that, that they're raised and, and things like that uh to, to because no one wants animal cruelty it's like the worst thing in the world you should be buried below the prison if you're cruel to animals so, um, so it's just uh, it's just one of those things that you know you want it done as humanely as possible, and there's there's some some companies that do it well and some that don't, and I think that's more important than watching like a documentary and making like a a broad spectrum of judgment over the whole process. Yeah, deep diving into one source, like well, does this person correctly raise these animals? Right. Well, I'd have people come in. It's like I heard grass fed food is better for you so they'd come in and ask for grass-fed chicken which is not a thing mm. <laughs> <laughs> what do they think chickens eat <laughs> chicken's malnourished and it's not going to be good so uh so uh so just little things like that or there was a one lady she came in she wanted um she heard about wild caught fish is better for you so she's she insisted that she only wanted wild beef and I said, that's not a thing. Like, but there's not a guy in Montana. Elk. Yeah, hundred <laughs> cow somewhere. You know, like that's not a thing. Uh, so just just those sorts of uh, misunderstandings. With they'll hear kind of a buzzword and 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 think that it's perfect for everything. So, yeah. So that's what I learned uh, butchering. You know, other than knife skills. So. Right. <laughs> 
I guess you could have a deeper appreciation for your food too and where it comes oh, yeah. from because you you don't have that disconnect from like mm-hmm. how it's made and where it comes from. Oh, right? yeah. you're, you're, you know, you, you get to see how, oh, like, very literally how, how your meat oh, is made. Oh, yeah. And so, how the sausage is made. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. I, the, the less it's processed, you know, uh, the better, you know. Right. So, uh, it's, I mean, that's good. That's a good rule of thumb for just about anything. That's super interesting. I didn't know that about you. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah who knew I, I can't even i feel sorry for the person that came in asking for grass-fed chickens i went man they've got a bigger problem in life if they don't know what chickens eat <laughs> it was every single day oh my god that is just so so sad mm-hmm. and these are adults mm-hmm. yeah we maybe it's a just maybe it's just that one person but I feel like as kind of a society we kind of have a disconnect between like how food is made and then how it gets to you you know yeah fork to table yeah yeah exactly yeah like there's there's a lot of things going on about like uh almonds and how much or almonds um how much water almonds take and everyone's like oh give almonds less water but they don't understand like the agricultural processes that go on behind that and how imperative almonds are kind of to the economy and also to everybody who eats them and doesn't even realize like how much almond product they consume there just seems to be a big big disconnect between people like food and they just they want it but they don't want to know how it's made and if they learn like even a snippet of how it's made they're unhappy about it oh yeah Mm -hmm. almonds were such a hot button topic like coming out the gate swinging (laughs) i know (laughs) it's like it's a nut why does it matter but it matters (laughs) you said there were almond festivals in your hometown Mm -hmm. big ones yeah (laughs) so obviously it's something i know about (laughs) Mm, yummy almonds are so good yeah Mm -hmm. all right well i'm gonna throw a question out here for us um what did you want to be when uh when you were a child what was your dream job what did you want to be when you were growing up i pop star with oh. airplanes Whoa. all right this is a very good question everybody's chiming up yeah. so i'm going to start with elizabeth first okay, pop star oh yeah oh yeah i wanted to be the next miley cyrus selena gomez i was i was for sure gonna do that i was you know singing in my shower all the time i really thought i had something good going on i would sing in front of the church yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't take off. <laughs> <laughs> because you didn't have your own YouTube channel. That's why. <laughs> and you were not on America's Got Talent or The Voice or whatever. It's true. <laughs> I guess yeah. my parents wanted me to grow up normal. <laughs> yeah. Would you yeah. want to be a sane person with a healthy mental stability? Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So who wanted to be the pilot? Who was that? Oh, that what I, uh, so uh, growing up, my dad was in the Air Force. And so I, you know, lots of airplanes in the house. And I always played with airplane toys and things like that growing up. And I just thought airplanes were just neat. We went to, you know, uh, aviation museums and all kinds of stuff like that. So, I, I mean, I was that nerdy kid to tell you all about. It's like, this is an F-22 and That's it can awesome. do this. <laughs> nerd, nerd. Uh, but then uh, I got to high school and I started playing music and playing bass. So, of course, I wanted to like, do something with music and but that was just kind of one of those like oh rock star the band's gonna make it it, it didn't make it <laughs> so, yeah but you did yeah. fill your childhood dream you know you went into the air force i did and i did the music thing so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and he still is he's making that as a career choice yeah. that's cool. so that's good matt 
Actually, I wanted to ask Elizabeth, um, you wanted to be a pop star and you mentioned earlier in your the five words that described you that you're an actor or yes. actress. Um, do you think like the pop star dream kind of fed into the actress dream? And you mentioned Miley Cyrus, who is both like there's mm -hmm. still hope for you, right? Like you could still be a pop star. <laughs> well, I sure hope so. Yeah, no, um, for sure. That's one of my majors here at college is theater. Uh, so I'm like trained in it. Uh, I can act like fairly decently, I would say. Um, and I also take voice lessons, uh, so still living the dream, just on a smaller scale. Um, yeah, That's yeah, but I definitely think they kind of fed into each other, the kind of love of being on stage and sharing what I'm doing with other people. Very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So Matt? Oh, yeah. oh, I wanted to be a professional skateboarder. Um, I started skating when I was five. My, my uncle left his his old Dogtown board, I still have it. And so actually, uh, I'll revise that. That's one of the items I'll take out of Yo, the take house too. <laughs> okay. I totally forgot I have it. It's on my wall. Um, <clears throat> it's like my uncle's like old Dogtown board. And, um, and, and yeah, I like played on that when I was like five at my grandparents. And, um, you know, and then from there, I was just like super into it. And I've skated ever since. I still skate. There's pictures of me when I was five doing mm -hmm. the same thing now. And um, all throughout growing up, always, I wanted to be a professional skateboarder and my parents said I could do it. And when I was super young, I was really good, but I peaked early and I never really <laughs> got over that hump. And as around 16, where I was like, Oh, this is not something, this isn't going to pan out for me. I need to think about something a little bit more practical. I don't want to be a musician. Right. Cause that's the next, yeah. The next right after skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really steady jobs, you know? <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I wanted to be a professional skateboarder and that did not pan out. Wow, that's mm. very cool. I actually just started skateboarding this summer. That's I always awesome. wanted to get into it, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, you know, darn it, I just got some money. Like, I'm gonna go <laughs> buy a skateboard. I got a, I got a sound bleep I gotta make now. What sound do you want? <laughs> quack, quack. <laughs> One earlier, last a uh, couple weeks ago. That's awesome. Yeah. If is getting into skateboarding, support your local skate shops. Go to local skate shops. Like, mm -hmm. zoom there in. is one here in Orlando. <laughs> Did you know that, Matt? Yeah, plus skate shops. The man that runs it, Keith, is an incredible guy. I love Keith. That's not the one I'm talking about. There's an actual skate park. Oh, it's or, over uh, here. OSP, Orlando Skate Park, right over here. It's in near the Fashion Square Mall. By the yep, that's OSP. I'm over there. I yeah, Caesar, the guy that runs that, he's super cool too. Um, there's a there's a lot of professional skaters that came out of Orlando, so it's a pretty well established community and everybody kind of knows everybody and it makes so sense. It's awesome i think they used to have a different name and so that's why it's throwing me off because i'm going wait what is that just so you know it says that um my computer says low system resources may affect your audio quality if only you had some audio people <laughs> oh if only there were some audio people that were around i just think that was funny that that's what popped up and i went oh gosh that would be a good thing to have so what I wanted to be was a lawyer and uh, that's why my major was criminal justice and then I decided well I, I didn't go that route because I worked for some lawyers and I had them as friends I went they're really stressful they don't seem happy I don't want to be around them <laughs> so I, I decided not to and um, when I went in to start teaching middle and high school, I went, well, I guess I still am because I was teaching at risk and they were always in and out of JDC. And I was uh, at risk and basic and average uh, standard, they called them standard, and then honors. But the ones that were at risk and basic, I was really, really good with them. 
And I say that with confidence because at the time, no, I did not think I was, but no other teacher would take them. And so I was the new teacher. And as the new one, that's what I got. So I, it was survival mode. I learned how to survive in the jungle and, um, and I came to love them. So yeah, I, I would say, and so I was gonna be a lawyer and go work in, or maybe in the prison system. So I went into public education, still doing it, just different group of people. <laughs> so. At what, I'm sorry if you already said this and I just didn't hear it, but at what age did you want to be a lawyer? Were you like six? And oh, you're like, you're go 12, and 12. Wow. I knew when I was 12, I wanted to be. Now my Zodiac sign, and I don't put a lot of weight into that, is uh, Libra. And that's the scales of justice. So it totally aligns with who I am at my core. And I was always um, trying to argue and debate things. My, and maybe it was a seed that was planted. You know, some of my parents would say, well, you should be a lawyer. And I went, oh, that sounds so cool. Then I worked with them and I went, no, no, I don't want to. Were you ever on the debate team? No, I wasn't. I took the classes, but no, didn't like it. I, I think that you have to do that all the time. You know, when I'm as an entrepreneur, I sit here and I think all the time it's problem solving and finding, okay, so what's the next plan? Plan A, plan B, plan C. And so I feel like there's this place of it actually did fulfill in many ways what it is that I do because there's a lot of problem solving. So um, I'm going to jump over. We're supposed to take a break for Cat5 Studios here. So let's get a word from our sponsor. The Intern Whisperer is brought to you by Cat5 Studios, who help you create games and videos for your training and marketing needs that are out of this world. Visit Cat5 Studios for more information to learn how Cat5 Studios can help your business. Thank you, Cat5 Studios. What kind of extracurricular stuff did, did, uh, did you guys do in high school? like band any like you brought up the debate team did you do anything or you prom committee i guess is what you brought up earlier no i did that as a teacher oh okay i was in charge of that as a teacher in high school yeah i was a swimmer, swimmer. i was on the swim team i was a lifeguard i taught swimming so sports i did gymnastics and i was i don't know if you guys know what this is a wrestler at I don't know what that is. Is that a female wrestler? Are you, were you like a <laughs> no, <laughs> it is not a female wrestler. So um, at my high school, Lake Brantley High School, er, they wanted everybody to feel they were part of something. And so not everybody could be a cheerleader. I wanted to be a cheerleader. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't on the official cheerleader team. I was a cheerleader, just to be clear. And so to give Anybody that wanted to participate in team sports a chance, um, they had every team, whether it was basketball, volleyball, track, whatever, they had their own team, their own squad of girls that could um, participate and support them. So I was on the wrestling team as one of their um, support people, and they called us wrestlerettes. And so we kept track of you know, the time on the mat, we were the timers. 
And then um, we also would cut up all of the oranges and bring them to, like, it's a big deal, but cut up the oranges and bring it to the guys for the wrestling meets. Um, we also sold tickets and, you know, we did, we did anything that was needed to support the wrestling team. So we had, you know, our uniforms and everything. And uh, yeah, so that's what I did. But swimming was everything for me and gymnastics. So let's ask that same question of everybody then. So Dave, you asked the question of me. Now you answer your question. Yeah, I was in band. I played tuba uh, in band, uh, marching band and in concert. Um, and uh, just because I wasn't nerdy enough to play the tuba, I, I was also part of, we had a robot team uh, where we'd build robots and they would, uh, battle bots, kind of, it was like an obstacle course that your robot had to navigate through and there were other schools that had robot teams and whatever it was. That's it was awesome. fun though. It was kind of, so cool. it was kind of cool learning how to, how to get those things working and stuff like that. So, so yeah, as if I wasn't working my job at Sabaro's Pizza in the mall, I was either doing robot team or being in band, so. <laughs> you had such a movie life. You worked at the mall. Yeah. You're in <laughs> Oh, yeah. He sounds like every teen uh, movie that you ever saw. Like a mm -hmm. Fast Times of Ridgemont High or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So true, so true. What about, How about you, Matt? Oh, um, I, I was in orchestra, um, so I played cello for like seven years yeah seven years because I started when I was in sixth grade and then I played cello all the way up until I graduated high school um that's pretty much it I was not a fan of school when I was in school I really liked orchestra um so I spent a lot of time doing that and then other than that I didn't really join any clubs or extracurriculars I didn't go to prom I, I didn't do any of that I didn't go to like the grad night I just I walked and then I went, I went off to Oregon and that's it. <laughs> walked all the way to Oregon. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I was like, see you guys. Oh my God. So like, funny. That's cool, man. Cello is like my favorite instrument. Like it sounds yeah. like the best. I love the cello. Dude, I got yeah. so lucky. I just, I, everybody wanted violin and nobody wanted to play cello. And my best friend played viola and I was like, I don't want to do what he's doing. I want to do my own thing. Yeah. And, yeah. kind of stumbled upon like one of the four cellists in our orchestra yeah, you just want to be first chair i got you exactly yeah. <laughs> and i was never i was always second chair yeah. oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah i was also in the band uh i only played trumpet though nothing like cool like a tuba or a cello um i was also on the debate team for a couple years and that was a lot of fun uh, i also wanted to be a lawyer for a while um and then i realized i wasn't that good at debate i just liked talking a lot <laughs> <laughs> um I played a couple sports, but only like the really weird ones, like golf and tennis and cross country. Um, Golf's not uh, weird. Golf is awesome. <laughs> it is hard. It is hard. I think it's a tough, tough sport. Mm -hmm. You have to bend this elbow, keep this one straight, do this and this and this. It's like so many things. Just let me drive that golf cart, and I'll have a good time. <laughs> My way around a golf course. Absolutely. I, uh, we also had a robotics team. I don't know if robotics is like, yeah. Um, it is a big deal. It it's is a big deal. I was sort of on it, but I was, uh, similar to a wrestlerette. I was just there for vibes, uh, hanging out. I didn't do any of the actual work. I just stood around and made fun of all the nerds. Um, <laughs> like the attention. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. And I liked giving the attention. So <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Of course too. All right. 
you still golf or play tennis or any of the are you still running you still do cross country kind of stuff uh I messed up my hip in cross country so I don't do a whole lot of running uh tennis sometimes when my sister's playing I'll go out and hang out with her golf uh I'm pretty good at mini golf Mm. you know valuable yes Right. <laughs> a lot more than you'll use any like nine iron skills or anything, right? Who do you think that's 175 from here? Or no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a par three. Oh, I'm going to shoot two. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question here. Um, the most influential person in your life and why? Well, I'm going to guess for Matt, it's his dad. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, that's easy. it's for sure my dad. Like, I mean, both my parents are, are great, but like, Man, I just always thought my dad was the coolest guy. He still is the coolest guy every time. He's got such a great sense of humor. Like, I'm 100% the way I am because of him and my mom combined. But, like, man, it's my dad for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Elizabeth? My sister. She's, like, my best friend. And she's way smarter than me and has a way leveler head. So I go to her for anything and everything. And also, she's wicked funny. Mm. Dave? Uh, my grandpa on my mom's side, uh, he, uh, he's just a really, really intelligent and kind person. And um, uh, he, uh, I'd like to be more like him. Yeah, he's a huge influence on me. Yeah, that would be hard for me to say which one. It's like my mom, my dad, and my brother. My brother, Matt, is like Dos Equis man, like your, your dad. Yeah. He is truly the coolest guy I know. Um, because he also can build a 56 Chevy from the ground up, you know, welding tools. He has built custom um, tables, pool tables and sold them. He's built, um, because he smokes cigars, he makes instruments out of them. And he is a helicopter pilot and he's done special missions and flown and done all kinds of stuff. Um, the, the kind of things that he's done, he says, well, I'd have to kill you if I told you what it is and he means it. <laughs> so he is truly, um, I, and I say that to him, I said, you're like Dos Equis. You're like really, really cool. But I am never afraid to say, hey, take it down a notch. You're not that, uh, that cool. Because yeah, sometimes he gets a little full of himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But my dad and my mom also, because at one point in time, I was really, you know, like always, I would say rebellious and pretty argumentative. I am the best and the worst of my parents. So um, everything I didn't like about them, I realized I, I am those things. And uh, before my mom died, I know I had, had said this, but to both my mom and my dad, I said, you know, I am everything that I love about you guys. And you taught me to be really strong and, and thoughtful and be able to take care of myself and be independent and, and all of these great traits. And I went through a list of all of them with them, each of them separately on the phone. And I said, um, also the things that I don't like about you guys, but I have learned to, um, accept those things about myself and also about you guys. And you, you did the best that you did. You know, and they just both started crying each separately, but it was probably the best thing I could ever say because it extended a lot of grace and uh, forgiveness. And it was something that they, my mom definitely needed to hear before she passed away. So um, yeah, look for the best of everybody in every ways. And I think it's a happier place. So it'd be hard to say, it'd be really hard to say. 
I think that's interesting. Like as, as I get older and I'm sure everyone can attest to this, like I realize more and more every day how much I am like both my parents. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's exactly how my mom would have said that. Or mm-hmm. it's like, man, you reacted to that just the same way you're like my dad would have been like, yeah. whether mm-hmm. it's positive or negative, like mm-hmm. it's very, very obvious the older I get. Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So I think we have time to ask our um, question our own question that we wanted to ask each other. So does anybody want to go first? No, I will. Okay. If you could change one thing about the world, what would it be and why? You know, something really easy. Just to no more construction that. on the freeway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I was just driving up to Oregon, which is about an 11 hour drive. And I got held up for about an hour because of construction. It was just awful. Um something in my control that I wish that I could change. Uh, I, I, I hope to bring um, the ability for artists to share music, uh, uh, bring the ability to, to, to artists who are typically, they don't have a lot of money and give them more, more uh, ability to, to spread their art and, and to, to share it with other people without, without a lot of uh, hidden fees or legal things and things like that to make it things easier to share music. So that would be the one thing that I, I wish, I, I hope to change in the world. Mm, good answer. Yeah. Matt? Oh man, I mean like aside, you, you kind of feel bad answering the question, right? Because if it's only one thing, you're like, well, what's more important, right? Like mm-hmm. hunger it's or is it? It's the construction for sure, yeah. Uh, Chick-fil-A to be open on Sundays. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's something like I don't know, probably like something that like I wouldn't really even have control over or something. It's just like mindfulness. Like I wish more people were just like mindful of like their surroundings and like in each other and like you know we all kind of have to share the space that we're in. So let's try to make it like tolerable for everybody and like just be a little bit more mindful of everything. I, I guess that would be it. Um, or Chick Fil A open on Sundays. Yeah. Either. Well, you know that's a day that's you know part of their spiritual. It is Sabbath. Mission and vision. I get it, but you know I need my chicken too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Matt! <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, so I'm on the fence. I would agree with you, Matt. Mindfulness. I think that that would be. It would either be that, or. Yeah, and I feel like that encompasses a lot more because I'm going, the need to take care of our planet. (laughs) I'm going, oh my gosh, we need to pay attention to our climate, to how we use water, to how we eat food and how plastics and everything that's in the, the whole world, like take care, mindfulness. I'm gonna go with that because we should be careful about the words we use. And how we say things to people, we need to be present and we need to think about impact. All right, Matt, what's your question that you want to ask everybody? Oh man, you can't just drop a heavy question like that into like this goofy, like, oh, what's your favorite movie? Like, (laughs) (laughs) but maybe we should because we need something lighthearted. I'm going to switch it up. If there was one thing that you could just be magically good at and not have to put any work into it, what would it be? Like, just. Ooh. I would love to just be able to pick up the guitar and shred, but like, I don't think I have the diligence for that. 
Yeah, but you just said that you're magically good at, so it doesn't matter. You don't have to have diligence. So, yeah, you're magically good at it. Yeah, just guitar. Um, and piano. I mean, if we're sticking with the music, but uh, uh, but I think I wish I was better at being extroverted. Can I say that one? That's a good one. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm very introverted, and I'm, it's just a lot of hard work for me to <laughs> to not be introverted. So, <laughs> so yeah, I wish I could more naturally just just pick up that skill. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That's a great answer. I would have mm -hmm. never guessed that from you. Very practical oh. too. Yeah. Elizabeth? Uh, I wish I could pick up languages really easily. Because I tried to learn Gaelic last summer. Did not go very well. I learned like two <laughs> words and I have no idea what they mean anymore, but I know them. <laughs> That's a really good That's answer. A really good yeah. answer. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, I think I <laughs> and I want to switch my most inspirational person from my dad to Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk's <laughs> oh yeah. Can we start this over? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you already did, so it's in the it's in the actual close of the show now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe it would be the ability to speak multiple languages. I would love to know what people are saying when I'm standing in the line at the grocery store or in the line anywhere. Like, what are those conversations that they're having? I just want to be able to like, it's almost like a superpower. You can understand every language and then you can sit here and then just like, you know, they're going to think, oh no, I don't know Korean. And then I turn around and go blah, 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 blah. And they're going to go, what? she doesn't even mm -hmm. look Korean how does she know that language it's kind of like being invisible but then you turn around and you take the cloak off and go surprise I'm here <laughs> very yeah. cool yeah. they're all talking about you behind your back because you don't speak their language you're like oh. maybe <laughs> maybe but it, you know it, it probably has nothing to do with me and it's like you know something horrible that happened in their family or something wonderful right it could be any anything mm -hmm. so it's so random. Dave, what's your question? Oh, oh man. Uh, I'll, I'll go, I'll go easy. Uh, what's the last movie you saw in the movie theater? I saw Tenet. Tenet? Yeah, I saw it when Tenet came out in the theaters. It was like one of the first big blockbusters yeah. to come back and I was so excited. I heard that movie was very confusing. I haven't seen Dude, it yet. I mean, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah, it was okay. I didn't I was very disappointed. I was really excited for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm a Nolan fan. I yeah, like Christopher me too. Nolan movie, so uh, gosh, I don't even know. You're talking like two years have gone by. I'm sitting here thinking, what was the last movie I saw? I I really don't even know. Just last movie you saw in general. Did you watch anything on Netflix or oh gosh, yeah. I'm watching Coded Bias. It's a documentary about the bias that each one of us has and how it's actually built into the code of, uh, of what we think is it's not having bias. And it is really, really uh, interesting. It's on Netflix. Very cool. I would say watch that one. I just watched Night House in theaters. It's a horror movie. Um, oh my God. <laughs> but it's really good. It's, it's very trippy. Um, they introduce everything in a really unique way. Very cool perspectives. It's also kind of sad, but it's really good. Night House, when did, when did that come out? Is it pretty recent? I don't know, actually. I just saw it and I was like, hey, Lauren, I'm leaving tomorrow. Like, Lauren's my sister. Hey, Lauren, I'm leaving tomorrow. I want to go see a scary movie. She's like, let's go this one. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's really I'll cool. Check that out. I like scary movies. Me too. Big it's horror movies. Mm -hmm. 
The last one I saw, uh, I was last week. Uh, I, I, I like this show from the 90s. Uh, it's called Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah, dude. Well, they do they do it live, like in theaters now, like once a month. So, so like I went to the theater to go catch one of their shows last week or the week before. And that was a blast. It was so funny. So uh, they made fun of this really cheesy 80s B movie called Hobgoblins. And they just, oh, man, the torts pieces. It was a great, great time. I love Mystery it's Science. So good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check that out. Those are the kind of movies I like too. Or like yeah, you be- mentioned horror movies. I love the list like terrible horror movies, yeah. like yes. super gaudy 80s, like mm-hmm. all the squibs and big fan. Oh yeah. So yeah. That are they doing a Halloween one next month? I'll let you know. Dude, yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, so here's my question for you guys. Um, and I totally changed direction from what I was originally gonna go with. What sound effects should we use in this episode? If you could pick only three, you can only pick three sound effects. I'll go first. So we've talked about um, the superheroes somewhat, um, but like, or superpowers to me. Um, We've talked about horror films. So I'm thinking a scream should be in there. That would be kind of interesting. We didn't actually get to talk about this, but I'm throwing it in right now. You two look like Wayne's World. So I think we should have Wayne's World, Wayne's World, like one of those in there. And the third sound effect that I think that we should have is um, something that's along the lines of the things that we would rescue if, if something was burning. So like fire crackling. Okay, that's a good one. Okay. All right. So anybody else can go next. Uh, I thought maybe uh, some of the agricultural stuff, that uh, some of the uh, farm sounds that um, we got already from the agricultural one would be okay for um, uh, when Elizabeth was talking about living in California and the farms and stuff like out there. Um, almonds. The almonds. <laughs> Record some almonds just up to the microphone. <laughs> Crunch. Crunch. <laughs> um, um uh maybe some school sounds as well we went over education um uh, um that would work well with what do you want to be when you grow up like the sounds of the playground mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah those two or those three yeah those that's three. fine yeah i would say uh like a like a golf club whoosh whoosh <laughs> whoosh very like distinct whoosh, like of a golf club and then hitting Click. the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that could be timed pretty, pretty appropriately for mm-hmm. the conversation. Um, maybe some, some plane sounds or some aerospace stuff, because we talked about your background and, mm-hmm. um, and, and planes and your interest in that. And then um, maybe some skateboarding sounds, some like grinds and, you know, things like that. I already have a pretty big library, library of those. So All right. mm-hmm. some stuff like that too. Nice. I was also going to say skateboarding sounds for sure. Uh, maybe some robot sounds, some oh. sort of technical thing. Yeah. Um, and maybe some type of... Mm-hmm. I think that is on your list. Oh, no, that's on... Is that on Gil's list? Mm-hmm. Okay. Servo sounds. Okay. <laughs> and maybe some sort of like a... I don't know, like not smooth talking music, but you know, like like jazz music. Elevator music? Yeah. And lettuce. Some, some lettuce, <laughs> chill hop, like low five beats to study too. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah, 
That sounds like a good idea. All right. Well, we are at the end of our show. So thank you to our sponsor, Cat5 Studios. Thank you to our production team, Elizabeth Herbert, associate producer, intern, sound and music engineers, Dave Francis, Matt Miller, and Miguel Sintra. Sintra. Our sound, he is our sound engineer. So employers, be sure to visit InternPursuit at internpursuit.tech to learn how you can also be an employer for change. And thank you for supporting our podcast and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast channel. So guys, this was an awesome show. <laughs>